turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Hi, it's Jennifer here. It's a great day to be together, to grow, to learn, to change. I, I, I challenged you yesterday, and I know I challenged you pretty pretty intense there, to leave behind anything that would offend God, God of the Bible, the one true living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. And so that's what we talked about yesterday. We're in, We're just barely in Ruth 1. We're kind of still looking at the context, looking at the history, we're going to savor and simmer the book of Ruth. So bear with me because what I want, I want the word of God to be, it's like a part of you. You know, when we lived in Israel and and all the times we visited Israel, many, many times, the people there, it's so fun because they, they see the characters of the Bible as their family. And they are. They are our family. And so they talk about Abraham. They talk about Daniel. They talk about Moses as if this is like my uncle. And let me tell you the story and tell you what happened. And I just love that. I love how in Israel, the Bible is real. It's alive. And the Jewish people, they just, they savor it. And those, that's their family. And so that's what we're doing. We're doing Ruth. And I want her to become such a part of your life that when you think about Ruth and you think about Naomi and you think about Obed and you think about Boaz, you're like, I know them. I know them. I, I know as much as I possibly can about them. And and they feel as if it's a piece of your family tree because this is your inheritance. This is your heritage. The Bible is your inheritance. It's the word of God. It's a love letter. It's a love letter to you and to me. And the word of God is real. It's relevant. It's practical. It's up to date. We, I am just am, am overwhelmed by the fact that you can study a book of four little chapters, 18 to 23 verses per chapter, and yet it's so rich. And it talks about modern day issues and things that we're talking about, things you see on the news. That is what you call a living, active Bible. Your Bible is alive. You know, you could flip on the news tonight and it'll be talking about unemployment. It'll be talking about the the great resignation and the job crisis and all of those things. And you can open your Bible to the book of Ruth and look at how Ruth had a work ethic. Ruth was willing to glean. Ruth gave with excellence. Ruth had character. So all of the things that so many things that we can look at on our television and then open our very same Bible the same day and see relevant issues. And I just love that. I love that. So let's give a little history today on the book of Ruth. Ruth is situated in the second division of the Old Testament among 12 books that record the history 
of the nation of Israel. And the opening verse in Ruth 1 identifies the time in which the story of Ruth unfolds by simply stating, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. This statement places the events recorded in Ruth in the same time frame as the book of Judges, which was between 18 or 1380 and 1050 BC before Christ. So you have this period of time. However, the book of Ruth was not written down until about 990 BC before Christ, uh, sometime after David became king. Well, probably in 90 uh, some odd years later, we don't really know. But anyway, the scholars are suggesting that the prophet Samuel was probably the author because he would have wanted to prepare their hearts to receive David as king. But we don't know that for sure. So Samuel may have written the book of Ruth, but the author is unknown. We do know that it's in the in the book of Judges and Judges covers Israel's history of 200 year span, 200 years. But the book of Ruth covers just one generation and one tiny small town. And what town is that? That's Bethlehem. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. And little town of Bethlehem means house of bread. And so many neat things. Isn't it? I mean, the symbolism of the Bible. You you, you read it and you're kind of like, that's uncanny. Because in the little town of Bethlehem, a little baby is born named Obed, who is in the line of Christ. And then what do we have later? In the little town of Bethlehem, Jesus is born. And so it's kind of cool that we have this snapshot of Ruth in the midst of the judges because that's where Obed was born who was in the line of Jesus. So it's pretty cool that Ruth was an outsider. Ruth was a stranger. And yet when she married Boaz and they had a baby, she's in the lineup of Jesus. And yeah, that does. That makes me want to cry because I think about you. And I don't know if you're a stranger. I don't know if you're an alien. I don't know if you feel like I'm a foreigner. If you feel like you're on the outside, God doesn't see that. He looks into your life and he says, no, no, you are included. You are accepted and you are loved and you are mine. And that's what he said to Ruth. I'm going to send you a kinsman redeemer. And you're going to be part of the line of Christ. Because she chose God. She chose God as number one over all other false gods. She put a stake in the ground and said, you have my heart and you are number one and all that other stuff can fall away. And God looked at her and he said, I've got it. I've got a kinsman redeemer for you. And see, God looks at your life and God looks at my life and he says, maybe you feel ashamed. Maybe you feel like a stranger, an outsider that you don't blend in, that you don't fit in. But I look at you and say, you're mine and I am yours. And you are part of my line. You're in my family. And I'm your kinsman redeemer. And that's what Jesus did for us. And he accepted us. And he loved us. And he saved us. And so you may even feel like, I don't have a family. I, Or my family is so messed up, Jennifer. You don't understand. Ruth felt that way too. She left it. She had lost her husband. She would lost her father-in-law. She had to leave Orpah. She had to leave so much behind in Moab. But God said, I will redeem you and I will give you a family, a new family. 
And that's what he wants to do for you. You know, if you don't have one, you have one in Christ. You have a Christian family. You have the family of God. And when you read the book of Ruth, she is your sister. She's your great aunt. She is your great, 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 great grandmother. (laughs) Think of it that way because she's part of your line and God gives us all that we need. So Ruth, she was the great grandmother of King David. And King David, as we know, was in the line of Christ. And the interesting thing about this history of Ruth is she lived in a season of moral degradation, of famine, of of oppression. She lived in the time of the judges. So let's think about this. We really were on Moab's case yesterday, which is modern-day Jordan, which is across, across the Dead Sea from Israel. But Moab was the land of Esau's descendants. So you had um, Jacob and Esau, and their dad was Isaac, and the twins, Jacob and Esau. And if you remember that, um, Esau lost the birthright for a bowl of soup. So those are his descendants in Moab. And and so Israel and Bethlehem is where this is taking place now in the book of Ruth, and that's where they've sojourned to, so to speak. And they're 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 back in Bethlehem with the people of Israel. But in Israel, it's the time of the judges. And why did they need judges? They needed judges because it was a time of, of decline. And I think about that. I think about our nation. I think about America. And wow, some of the similarities, you know, a time of decline morally where we have to rise up as Christians, as believers and honor God and our morals so that the morals of the nation will rise. And that's the setting of the book of Ruth. They're they're in the time of Israel, in the time of judges, and it's a time of famine. And, you know, the famine could have been taking place as a punishment really from God you know God is holy and God he says hey guys you can't do that and so sometimes not always and we're going to we're going to unpack this it's going to take us a while you're going to have to hang with me on the book of Ruth because we're going through this with a fine tooth comb but sometimes God you know he says he does certain things to get our attention to say hey guys wake up wake up get back on track because he's holy and he wants us to follow him. So there was famine, famine in the land. And I, I think about Elimelech, that was the dad. That was Naomi's husband. And I don't know. I don't want to judge him, but only had two kids. There's a famine in the land. He was pretty drastic to take them all the way to Moab. Wow. Were there no other answers? Were there no other solutions? Sometimes we look at our lives in hindsight and we think, Gee, did I make the best decision? I know I've made some mistakes. I look at that and I think, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that would be the best decision. You don't leave the land of the one true living God unless unless you absolutely have to. But Elimelech did. He went to Moab (sighs) from Bethlehem, which means house of bread. So they left because they were experiencing a famine. It was Naomi, it was Elimelech, and it was their two sons. They had two sons, Mahlon and Kilion. Uh, Ruth ended up marrying Mahlon. And Israel, I don't know if it was a punishment of famine, but it was definitely a moral decline. And so when these judges ruled, it was turbulent, it was chaotic, and life in Israel was characterized by a cycle of sin and oppression. And then they would repent, and then God would deliver them, and God would send 
a judge, and they would have temporary peace. It says in Judges 2.10, another generation grew up who neither knew the Lord or what he had done for Israel. And in Judges 17.6, it says, in those days, Israel had no king, and everyone did as they saw fit. Huh. Everyone did as they saw fit. So ponder this. Honor this today as we're about to close for the this segment. How is our contemporary era like the period of Judges? Are people just doing as they see fit? Have they forgotten the Lord and what he's done for them? Is this generation growing up and they don't know the Lord? Hmm. Something to ponder because that's that's what the atmosphere was like in the book of Ruth. That was the history. That's where they were. And, and she, <laughs> there's hope, right? Because Ruth rises up she honors god so even if we do kind of look like that period of time we can still honor god we can still choose him with all of our heart we can still go in his direction and move toward him and that's what ruth did she's a great example to us of obedience of courage and humility hard work so many things that's why we're gonna we're gonna simmer on Ruth and it's gonna take us some time but I love it I love it I love the word you are listening to simply for women I hope you'll stay with us we have a guest coming up and if you missed yesterday's guest I want you to go to Jennifer-jackson.org